Once upon a time, there was a duke in Stageport. It's true. Once upon a time, so long ago that the city as it stood was wrapped in a wall of stone to defend it from neighboring city-states, there was a duke in Stageport. In fact, there was an army in Stageport. Not like the Crusaders, mind you, nothing like that. An army hired and paid for by this duke, retained in order to preserve the city as it was, unless there was an opportunity for it to grow. Then this army would become an invading force, taking whatever the city wanted by force. At Spear Point, the city grew and grew, swallowing several smaller communities around it. This was how things went in the old world. Always forward, never back. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, your king, your grand marshal, Hello, Kat. Hey, everyone. With me today, we have Kathleen. Hello. Hello, Kathleen. We have Nick. We do have Nick. Hello, everybody. And fun fact, fun little bit of sort of symphonies trivia for you. We have Kirsten. Hi. I did it. I actually, like, let other people go first for a change. (laughs) (laughs) We are so proud of you, buddy. Yay. (laughs) Yay. We are very proud. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) Previously on Sword of Symphonies, the party left Origin Island and dropped off Fulquin, Rada, and Daybreak on their way to the Last Tooth to undergo their own studies. And Cobb announced his intentions to take the ship to Stageport and... Take his young ward on a vacation. 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 Vacation, all I ever wanted. I was waiting. Vacation had to get away. <laughs> I was waiting. I was wondering, like, what, how. I hate you. Kristen resisted <laughs> at the beginning, and that used up all of her willpower. I resisted one impulse. I couldn't resist too. Oh, don't set foot in my city. I'll kick your ass. (laughs) (sighs) I'd be in so much trouble if you ever got your pilot's license. (laughs) I'm getting in the sky car. I'm coming over there and I'm kicking your ass. (sighs) So... Listener, if you're just tuning in for season two, then you've never been to Stageport before. It is the biggest city in Amilta, an enormous city full of opportunities and missed opportunities and regrets and stories and misery and joy in equal measure. It's a thrilling place. It was shielded from the apocalypse that happened by a ring of cliffs called Miracle Bluffs. And to this day, more people live in Stageport than anywhere else on the continent. From everywhere else on the continent. And the city is in rare form as the Westbreaker pulls in and drops anchor. People are bustling, shouting to one another. There's the creak of timbers as wooden vessels bob placidly in the harbor. 
the seagulls are going bananas. There's so many people around here and so much food to be dropped that the seagulls are of a rare, brave breed. You can't really see outside of harbor towns. But are they mean seagulls? Yeah, a little bit. That makes sense. They are seagulls after all. Yeah. It's hard to see birds that are quite so driven as a dock seagull. Yeah, I can't help but respect their ambition, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, dock seagull, you can have it all. (laughs) Yep. In fact, it might not be uh, unusual to have, like, seagulls on crests around this area, kind of the way that people have that of roosters in our Earth world, you know, because they're all fighty and junk. Yeah. The seagull is an image of tenacity and ambition. And it will absolutely steal your fries. 100% it will steal your fries. And you can get fries in Stageport. This was made canon. You can. Let's say that it is the afternoon. Late in the afternoon, on its way to dinner time, when the Westbreaker arrives in the biggest city in Amilta. From the second biggest, the people in Stageport insist. (laughs) Cobb is trying to send everybody off to do their thing. He's up there on the ship and he's just kind of like, all right, everybody, I'm going to unload this stuff. And then me and Sot are going on our fishing trip. You got everything, Sot? Yep. Yeah, I, I, Captain. Yeah, we're all set. Um... I've got the extra stuff here. Uh, We should be getting pretty good rates on what we brought over. So, hey, enjoy yourselves. I will be on the rivers. Good luck. Don't get lost. Oh, definitely don't get lost. Oh, I'll be fine. Oh, yes, and if you want to meet the person who I've got set up for you, she should be... um, Probably, actually, at the Albatross Legion, if you want to go say hi. I'm sure she'll find you eventually if you don't. Mm. Even with all of these people? Me? Mm. Well, she does know we're here. Mm. Gideon kind of crouches and hands sought a little jar. It's spices. You're going to want to cook your catch, aren't you? Aww. And Sot kind of like nods. Yeah. And she gives him a two so just, You be good. Don't cause too much trouble for the captain. And don't let him cause too much trouble for you. I will be on my best behavior. <laughs> have a good time fishing. I hope you catch lots. Yeah, have fun. Cobb just waves as everybody uh, probably heads off the dock. Unless everybody wants to just hang there. I mean, you can. But Cobb is waving goodbye when people are leaving. Bye. Okay. I'm... I've got some people I want to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're from here, right? For a long time, yeah. I grew up in Stageport. Oh. My parents still live here. Oh. Mm. I got to visit them last time we were here, when we dropped off Ampe and Freyazan. But I should visit more often, so I'll catch up with you guys later. Okay. You have a good time with everyone. Oh, I'll be stopping by the Albatross Legion HQ. I've got to say hi to those two. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And to Arch Knight Gaius Riche, mm-hmm. who is an Arch Knight. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I still don't understand the who is, and Tissa makes a gesture where she's stacking up her hand on top of the other hand on the spear going up to the tip and has it like above her hand by the time that she stops. The Arch Knight thing? Mm. Mm. Oh well. I guess it's hard to explain if you're not a soldier. <laughs> well, have a good time. <laughs> you too. See you later. And don't worry, Tissa, I I don't quite get it either. I think it's, yeah, one of those things that you get once you've been in the system for a while. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. Anyhow, shall we? Wow, this is a lot of people. It is a lot of people. It is a lot of people, Tissa. The funny thing that you notice, I'm not sure if you noticed this last time you were in stage port, but so many of these people are looking around the same way you do, like they're not from here. Which may lead you to wonder, and you're the one in charge of what you wonder, not me, but it may lead you to wonder exactly how many people in stage port are from stage port, and how many people are just passing through. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Gideon's from stage port, but not from stage port. Mm-hmm. Tissa's been to Stageport twice now and has only gotten horribly lost once. Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting horribly lost. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, uh, Tissa's gonna understanding navigation about the Albatross Legion HQ or maybe just a pub or something again. Maybe just a pub. That does sound nice. This is the problem with Stageport is not only are there lots of people, there are so many signs and so many doorways with so many, like, really interesting scents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's just more and more and more and more and more of them. Sometimes they're outside. Sometimes they're inside. Sometimes you don't know where it comes from. Sometimes it's obvious where it comes from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you go down one street and all of a sudden it becomes another street. Like, What? Like, sometimes you walk past the perfumery and you're like, I know what that smell is. It's the perfumery, but... But then it's also a little bit weird because, I mean, Stageport's always a little bit weird because so many of the scents aren't from here. They're not. They're from all over the place. So Tissa got two threes, a six, and an edge Hmm. on that understanding navigation roll. I think you've been there before. I think one success is all you need to find the Albatross Legion HQ. Okay. But when you get there, it looks different. The doors have been fixed. It now seems to be just a perfectly functioning building as opposed to a kind of dilapidated one. Oh. Once you poke your head in, it is a tidy space lined with bookshelves. And there is a desk at the front. At the front? Yes. And... Seated behind the desk is a narrow, kind of fragile-looking person with deep-set eyes. And this is Freosan Gaius Merciful, who looks up from their book and says, Oh! Oh! Hello! Hi! Hi! Um, we were stopping by, so we thought we would stop by. Mm-hmm. Oh! Uh, let, come on in. Please, come on in. Thank you. Uh, you have a real door now. We do. 
we also have, and they gesture over to an alcove with a couple chairs in it, a waiting room. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's really nice. Can I get you a drink? Um, a coffee? Absolutely. Thanks. And they disappear into the back, which now has a door separating it from the front area. What? Yeah, this building has undergone some renovations. This place is, has changed since we were last here. Yeah. I wonder if they have a bunch of new recruits, too. Um, maybe. I like the texture of the arm of this chair. Tissa is not sitting in it. She is just sort of running her fingertips across the armrest. It's nice. And eventually, Freosan comes out with and leaves the door open behind them with a tray with a couple coffee cups on it. And right behind them is the stern figure of Chila Gaius Riche. And the considerably less hollow-looking Ampe Gaius Merciful, who immediately bursts out, arms out, just snatches up Penelope in a big hug. Oh, oh, hello. What's up, Penelope? I How haven't are seen you? you two since you dropped us off. I am doing great. Oh, good. I see there's been a lot of changes around here. You're taking good care of Ged, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. She said that she would come by right now. She is visiting her parents. Oh, right. They live in the city. I. Well, it'll be great to see her again. It's great to see you two again, Tissa. Hi. Is this where the library all ended up? Yes, actually. Frausan's lost their taste for fighting, but they turned out to be a pretty able administrator. And Frausan gives a little bow, mm. which means we have a secretary. Oh. And of course, having a secretary means we needed a front desk. And having a front desk means we needed a back desk. Mm. And Ampe shrugs. It's got to help keep things pretty organized, having someone in charge of all the books and the appointments and, well. Come on in, come on in. Do you have those? Oh, thank you. Appointments? Yeah. Mm, Sometimes. Oh. To be honest, not that often. Don't worry about it. He holds the door open for you, and Sheila sighs. Come on. Come on in. It's good to see you both. Thank you. Hi. I thought I was getting legionnaires, and instead I got a handyman and a secretary. Mm. Both have done really, really good work. Yeah. And Sheila smiles. (laughs) In the back, it is more chaotic than the front. Frelsan has clearly not been allowed to exert too much influence over this place. (laughs) (laughs) This is maybe slightly relieving to Tissa, actually. (laughs) There is a large vanity in the corner where Wotha is removing a face full of makeup. She is dressed in a gown, like a cocktail dress. Wotha! Wearing jewelry. Oh, Penelope! Oh, Penelope, Tissa. It looks like you've been to a gala or something. <laughs> right? Wow. Do they have a lot of galas in Stageport? Um, if you know the right people. <laughs> Ooh. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wolfa. 
You you always amaze me in the best way. <laughs> and who else is in this room exactly? Sitting in a corner, not hiding, but kind of maybe not paying full attention is a very small individual, probably Tissa-sized or smaller, in sort of a loose-fitting gray outfit going over a few things, and she kind of looks up from papers or some other thing and just goes, oh, you're here. Oh, oh, you're the one that the big guy knows, and you were at the shrine? Yeah, I've I've heard so much about you two. Um, and very aside, Marilyn just kind of says to Tissa, you're not the one with the pocket food, right? Mm, no, that's, that's her. Does, does Penelope hear this? <laughs> oh, let's roll subtlety humanity about it. Let's. Edge success for Tissa. Four successes for Marilyn. <laughs> That's right. We have a subtlety character for this arc. Yeah, Penelope got none. Oh, no, one success. One success. Yeah, no, Penelope has no clue. No clue. But Penelope does hear both a giggling to herself at the vanity while she continually is just wiping off her thick layer of makeup. She eventually ducks behind a curtain and you can hear her wrestling with clothes. Oh, I did get some stuff for you. Um, I think you'll like them. At least at least the big guy told me you would. Um, here. And Marilyn hands Tissa a little, um, a little leather-bound notebook. It's just a nice little notebook. It's got good paper in it. Oh. He said you like to take notes and watch things, and well, this is what I do when I watch things. Mm. Oh, this is... I, I didn't... Bring, did, are we, um, um, Red, were we supposed to bring gifts too? Ah. Uh... No, 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 don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Mm. But for our other, and Marilyn gives Penelope a, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. A little pocket knife. <gasps> oh my gosh, I can hide this someplace too. Did you know you can hide knives in more than just, like, a hilt? It's incredible. Yes. <laughs> when once again Marilyn turns to Tissa, he said she really liked them, but now I'm starting to think I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I'm not even going to roll any subtlety humanity because Penelope is too busy, like, admiring the pocket knife. Don't worry. The curtain flings open and Wotha is back in her usual just pirate gear. She is, for those of you who have not listened to previous episodes of Sword of Symphonies, just kind of a big, loud, curvaceous lady with long, curly black hair, perpetually up to something. And <laughs> she throws open the curtain. She's dressed like a cartoon pirate. Don't worry. A night out is the only present we need. Oh, Okay. That we can do. Right, Tissa? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. What do you say, kiddo? Pub crawl? Pub crawl. Pub crawl. crawl. Yeah. Okay. Bye, boss. We're going drinking. 
Sheila is helpless to stop this. <laughs> Does Sheila even acknowledge this? Sheila gives a little bit of a wave. She's gone back to just like slouching in her chair with her feet propped up on her desk. She's going over some notes that someone has handed her. On the way out, uh, Marilyn looks like she remembers something for a moment. She goes, oh, Tissa, are you, are, will you be okay with this? You said you got kind of messed up a little while ago. Are you doing okay? Um, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, good. Okay, good. Nothing cures what ails you quite like a pint. That's the truth. Oh, Penelope, I missed you. And she wraps Penelope up in a big hug and smooshes her. Oh, I was so excited when we were coming back to Stageport. I was like, oh, we're going to we're, we're gonna, we're gonna see everyone again. And I'm going to be able to pub crawl with Wolfa. Oh. Woo. Pub crawl, pub crawl. <laughs> you see, I can't get Marilyn to chant at all. <laughs> Penelope kind of like looks at Marilyn. Pub, and then, pub crawl? Thank yeah, you. there, you, there you, you got it. Pup, pup crawl. <laughs> oh, oh, the um, big guy says you have uh, a friend, Penelope. Do they like apples? <gasps> yes, I did learn. I did learn that Polly loves apples. I thought clover for a long time, but now it's apples. Well, good. I, I got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Marilyn has sort of been hiding a essentially a fruit basket under her little, like, Cloaklet. Oh, thank you. Okay, first up, Pollyanna. Did I remember that right? You did. Yay. Next stop, drinking. Polly comes and grabs an apple and happily munches it. Yeah, I think once the party's back above ground. Marilyn is sort of gingerly like patting Polly on the side and feeding her an apple and just has a sort of pleasant but wistful expression on her face. (laughs) Okay, okay, I I have to go. I have to go. And Marilyn pats Polly on the bridge of the nose and heads back to everybody else. Oh, yeah. You've given Polly apples, and that means you've made a friend for life. (laughs) Okay, that went a lot better than I was expecting. (laughs) Shall we go? Let's go. I've been working all day. I deserve a break. Mm-hmm. I hope they don't work you too hard. They do, they do. Oh. We don't. <laughs> mean. She just doesn't like doing paperwork. I don't. Who does? Right? <sighs> My dad was always trying to teach me how to, like, properly keep budgets and things, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. we'd have to keep inventory on the farm. And I just, like, really? Kind of just, like use my eyes and see, like, oh, this looks full. This doesn't, right? (sighs) Marilyn just kind of blinks. (laughs) Botha ducks into a nearby bar and glances around the room and finds everybody a nice uh, place to settle in and vanishes off to the bar and returns with as many pints as she can carry. Which is an impressive number. She's really good at this. She's very good at this, is the thing. Oh, already, Wolfa? That many? Okay. They're not all for me. Well, I think I I need one. Here you go. (laughs) You're so high maintenance. (laughs) 
<laughs> Marilyn just kind of blubs through the pint. I'm not. <sighs> anyway. Uh, no, let's not do business. No business. No business. Something on your mind? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Who wants to play cards? All right. I can throw down a hand of cards. Okay, but you all know that she's a total card shark, right? Mm. Yeah, but that's part of the fun. <gasps> mean. Mean. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. All right, deal me in. <laughs> and you play a couple rounds of uh, Castles, I believe, was the was the game that we played? I think so, yeah. And soon it is time for the next pub in the crawl. Ooh. And that's very exciting. By the time you get out into the streets of Stageport, darkness has fallen. The sky is still glowing just on the horizon, holding on to what little daylight it still has in its possession. The stars are peeking out. And the gray buildings of Stageport seem ominous and loom over you. They're just upsettingly tall is the thing. Some of them are like three stories tall. It's madness. It's unthinkable. It's taller than like the trees. It can be. It's not that tall. <laughs> I would like some sensitivity rolls from everybody, please. Sure thing. Um, any particular? Nah, just tell me what you're after. And I'll tell you if you guessed right. Sensitivity humanity. I think mm -hmm. this is a very busy place and Penelope is trying to keep her bearings around so many people. Okay. Uh, one success. Okay. Sensitivity navigation. Tissa is being taken to a new part of the city and that means looking at the way that the roads feed in and out of each other and the way that people are moving through the city and the sensitivity navigation in the sense that she's really focusing on how to move and how people are moving around her. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I dig it. And Marilyn rolled a sensitivity survival because, well, she has urban survival. So she is on the lookout to make sure that everybody is going to be okay and not get pickpocketed or mugged or anything. Yeah. And she got two successes and one edge. I'm very glad. Let's see. Penelope, I think with one success, you notice that both Marilyn and Votha are kind of keeping a close eye on your surroundings, which is as far as, I mean, you don't know Marilyn well enough to know whether it's normal for her, but Wealth is usually pretty focused on, on her goal of drinks. Tissa, you notice that you're heading toward the docks. Okay. Yeah, this is back kind of in the direction of the Westbreaker. Marilyn, as you pass an alley, there is something lying in wait there. There is something lying in wait that very quickly makes itself known. I hope it's just a cat. Uh... It looks at first to be a hooded figure, roughly Penelope-sized, if not quite as muscular. As it emerges, however, can I describe this? It looks almost hunched. There's a great protrusion on its back, and its arms hang heavy at its sides. And um, who would like to roll me adaptability tactics, please? 
because the time has come to do a fight. Oh, oh, I thought that there was going to be an option that maybe we could just turn the other way. Like, also have vacation. Oh no, the time has come for a fight. But if the time has come, the time has come. The time has come. This figure has the audacity to stand between you and the next pub. That cannot stand. It cannot stand. Tissa got a success. Well, Marilyn got two successes, but she does have Street Stalker, which means she gets five. Yeah! Go ahead and just tell me all of the mechanical parts of it again. Oh, yeah, so Street Stalker is one of the special abilities that the infiltrator gets. And it basically just says, uh, when you are in an urban or ruins environment and you start an encounter, you get three bonus successes. Or I should say, you get three bonus to your advantage pool. So, because we're in the city, Marilyn is ready for anything. Yeah. If anybody knows how to do a fight in a city, it's Marilyn. Yep. I got one success. Okay. So that gives us a total of seven successes. So, to destroy means to defeat this person creature. To redirect means to convince them not to attack you. To outlast means to escape. There is an additional rule that triggers when the party lets a round go by without advancing a goal. Ah. It gets an additional action in the following round if you do that. Okay. And what are spell pieces? I knew I'd forgotten something. (laughs) (laughs) I worked so hard. So the words that I've chosen are forgotten, struggling, serious, stone, work, and gull. This is not into fighting. She's going to just cast speaking gull and talk to the seagulls. <laughs> what Tissa is going to do is sensitivity spirits to figure out what's going on here. Okay. Because I guess she's seen Marilyn jump to attention. Yeah. Mm, a four. I think that I am going to use perfection to make that into a success. Okay. So we are adding to the pool, I assume. Yes. With one success, you can definitely feel that this is not a human. Mm-hmm. You can feel that very clearly. This is not a person. It is just vaguely person-shaped. It punches forward and you can see golden eyes underneath the hood it wears. And its figure is vaguely bluish. Nick, your thoughts, your feelings? Marilyn probably recognizes this thing as, you know, work. And she is going to be a little indignant that work has found them on their pub crawl. But she is also going to cast a spell at it to try and advance destroy. And she is going to cast Hunting Gull. Okay. (laughs) Tell me all about that, please. The difficulty to destroy is six, by the way. So pool is what, seven? Eight. Eight. How about three from the pool and then three scatter to advance one? Okay. Now please tell me about Hunting Gull and please tell me about Marilyn's magic in general because this is the first time we've seen Marilyn do a spell. Marilyn takes a little practice hop backwards and trailing behind her right hand is this weird wispy darkness 
and she points at it, and from the shadows, all of these little seagull-shaped creatures, weapons, just descend on this thing and start pecking the absolute hell out of it. Light doesn't reflect off them, but they don't really have form, that sort of thing. They're just kind of there, except for they do have little orangey topaz-colored eyes. Oh, also they make a ton of seagull noises because, of course, they have to. Yeah. As these shadow gulls harry the creature, eventually its cloak is discarded, torn off it, shredded, and it eventually just throws it to one side to reveal a mostly human body, unclothed but featureless, with enormous claws and broad wings that had been hidden under the cloak. Now, work found us again, Wolfa. <laughs> Why? Why me? No, oh, and I was starting to have fun, too. What is Penelope going to do? Penelope is going to add to the pool by casting a spell, um, restoring stone, and is going to try to create a stone mitt around the horrible claws. I think restoring is pretty much returning something to the way it once was. Ah, that's true. I don't think restoring is going to work here. I let you get away with a lot on this show, Kirsten. (laughs) I do like to stretch things. I believe in you. (laughs) Um, okay, it's coming. Serious arrow. gonna blast this thing with a shot of arrow to advance destroy. You gave us this the serious word. Okay. Oh no, you're gonna we're gonna get mole messed up again. <laughs> we're gonna have nothing left in the pool and we're gonna get messed up again, but the fight's gonna be fast at least. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten, how much are you spending and how much are you taking from the pool? What is the pool at right now? Five. It's six to destroy. <laughs> Kathleen is not wrong, listener. Um, two from the pool and four from me. Okay. So describe this spell, please, to me. Describe to me Serious Arrow. Penelope draws her bow dramatically, pulls out an arrow, pulls it back, sparks twinging between the arrow and the bow as it's getting, like, charged up. And she's like, it's turbo time. Twang, what? the arrow goes and hits it. Oh, no. Why are you like that? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Sorry. Marilyn is already scattering into her assist pool to yell at Cobb. <laughs> Sorry, what, oh, what time is it exactly? <laughs> I don't even remember what I just said. (laughs) It was that horrible. You declared that it was turbo time, my dude. It's turbo time. Yes, because I charged my arrow. It's turbocharged. It is turbocharged. It is turbocharged. Where did Penelope even learn that word? (laughs) No one knows where Penelope learned anything. She's like a kid you send to daycare and they come back knowing how to say fuck. And you're like, damn it. (laughs) And then it's like their favorite word for the next two weeks. 
I tried so hard to keep you from learning how to say turbo time. <laughs> I'll bet Rada taught her. <laughs> Rada would not be caught dead being that uncool. <laughs> you take that back. So now it's Wiltha's turn. Wiltha shakes her head, rolls up her sleeves. If it's time to work, it's time to work. And just charges in and just starts laying into this thing with mean punches. She's contributing two to the pool. Thanks, Wolfa. <laughs> so now it is this thing's turn. And I think the first thing that it's going to do is razor wing. It makes a huge swipe with its broad, white but faintly blue wing, sending feathers through the air. And the gust of wind batters everyone for one damage, and the difficulty to avoid the next single target attack is increased by two. Or you can pay two to avoid it. Yeah, but it kind of costs us two either way. It's, do we want to pay it up front or do we want to play it? How much less left in the pool? Five. Oh. Yeah, maybe, maybe pay it up front. Yeah, let's pay it up front. So the next thing that it's going to do is advance on Penelope with its horrible claws. Spend one to avoid it, or Penelope will take two damage, and the difficulty to avoid the next single target attack will be increased by two. I mean, I think at this point we have so little that my guess is whatever it does next, we probably won't be able to get around with a plus two. So if Penelope just tanks this one, we probably can't actually stop the next one, so I say just spend the point. Okay. It reaches out into the darkness around it and grabs a fistful of nothing and pulls the darkness into a cloak around itself and disappears. You can either pay four or the party can't advance a goal next round. I don't think we've got four, right? We do not. And so it gets an extra attack next round because we can't advance this one. Yeah. But the good news is it's the party's turn. I think Marilyn's going to start off. She is going to try and add to the pool. She will be doing sensitivity, survival, and just kind of like watching the shadows to see where this thing is going to come from. Mm. Everybody be on your guard. Uh, and actually, she's going to use her key of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. So I got three successes, one edge success, and two twos. And Marilyn is going to use her season one ability, Risk Taker, which once per session turns twos into edge successes and grab those as edge successes as well for six total. Okay. If you keep those edge successes, you're going to be the one it zeroes in on next round. Marilyn always keeps edge successes. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this. It's been a while since we played with Marilyn. I forgot Marilyn's rule number one. That brings the pool to eight. Tissa, I think, is still trying to figure out what's going on. This has all been very suddenly, and they've been on a prop crawl. It is known that Tissa's alcohol tolerance is not that good. Mm, true. She is just, like, still catching up, and so she's going to roll. Understanding spirits, think about what she just saw, and also sort of just ask generally. Um, um, do you know this one? This is... She gets two successes, an edge, and a four. Well, I've already promised I'm going to attack Marilyn. Mm -hmm. 
If you keep the edge successes, I will go completely ham. No, thanks. Okay. I'll mark another perfection. Okay. So three successes. That brings the pool to 11. This pool goes to 11. All right, Turbotine, it's your turn. <laughs> okay, so going to daring long-range weapons to advance destroy. You cannot! Why not? That was its ability that it used last turn. It vanished. Van- oh. You can't see it. Um, how do you feel about restoring Forgotten to help make, like, a smoke or something to make the shape visible? I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm not going to let you counteract its ability, but I am going to let you add to the pool with that. Okay. Just like, here's where it was. Here's an image of where it was. Okay. I don't hate that. You know what? Let's go with three. Okay, bringing the pool to 14. I think what is about to happen is... Quotha just stops doing fight, takes a deep breath, and belts out a low, long, powerful note. And as she does, the stones start resonating along with this sound. And she has cast Singing Stone. And what is happening is that the world around you is trembling. Dust is getting kicked up around and making it a little bit easier to see a disturbance where this creature might be. Quotha has Anchor Note. That's how she does it. Which means that since she is singing... Yes, since she is singing, she uh, spends less scatter. So now the party's turn is over. Party turn done. Monster turn now. Party turn done. Party has 16 in the pool. Let's start with Razor Wing. You see the dust that's kicked up by Uwotha's turning the area into a giant tuning fork just suddenly disturbed as this creature reappears and swings its wing at you again. Again, everyone in the party will take one damage and the difficulty to avoid the next single target attack will be increased by two, unless the party pays two. Let's pay it up front again. Yeah, we've got a lot. We've got a lot. Fourteen. This thing we're going to do, Claws of the Mistress. A single target takes two damage and the difficulty to avoid the next single target attack is increased by two, unless the party pays one. One is cheap. One is cheap. Marilyn will take the one and and jump back from the big claw swipe. Follow-up, feral swipe. A single target takes four damage and the difficulty to avoid the next single target attack is increased by two. That one only costs two. Let's do it. Yeah. Stop swinging at me. And the fourth attack, Annihilation Talon. It just brings the huge claws down as hard as it can at a Marilyn. Single target takes six damage. Costs four to avoid. When we're at 11, we can spend four. Yeah, Marilyn would like to not take six damage. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go to seven. And that's, that was my turn. Um, is the creature visible at all, or? Oh, it's visible again, yeah. Yeah, we can kind of imagine that it, like, popped back into existence as it started going after Marilyn as Marilyn was being all cool and dodging, if a little bit flustered. Yeah. Well, Penelope's going to do that thing she do, daring long-range weapons to try to shoot the thing. Yeah. Two successes, two edge successes. Is that to destroy? Destroy, yeah. If 
few keep the edge successes, I'm going to let it disappear again. Let it disappear? Hmm. Let it disappear again. If you keep the edge successes. Uh, it disappearing is bad, but we also... So that'll be... So how many do we have in the pool? Seven. One success. If we really committed to it, we could try to win this round instead. Keep this, okay. So I'll keep the successes, which brings it to four, and then I just have to take two from the pool to advance. No, 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 because if you take the edge successes, it disappears again. Oh, okay, so don't use the edge successes? Don't keep the edge successes. So take four from the pool and use my two. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see. All right, I'm going to do that. That brings the pool to three. Tell me all about Penelope's very cool, very destructive. Not all about it, mind you. But tell me about it anyway, please. So again, Penelope dramatically pulls back her bow because she never does it in any other way. An arrow flies through the air. It's straight in the face. And she goes bullseye. She does a little like little fist pump there. A little fist pump and like a little twirl of her bow. Dramatic flourish. All right. Okay, so I am planning to do like pretty big sized spell maybe with Wotha or Marilyn, depending. But we need to get two more destroys in this turn. How's your scatter doing, Nick? Uh, Marilyn has had three scatters, so she's still got most of hers. Okay. Yeah, what is, does does Marilyn want to press the attack? Is Marilyn a big spellcasty type? Actually, Marilyn did not bring any of her stuff with her because she didn't realize she would be at work. Mm. So I think Marilyn will be open to cast a chord with Tissa. Okay. And we could br- even bring Wotha in too, depending. So the thing that I was thinking is kind of dark. It's... Struggling Sands, Tissa is going to try to move some of the dust that's in the air into this lesser daemon. She's decided it is sort of like mouth and throat parts if it's got those, and choke it. Very powerful. So, uh, whatever words anyone would like to add into that. Marilyn can add... Hunting or darkness, I think those both align with this spell. Struggling darkness. Struggling darkness sense. Yeah. I think I'm gonna, because I'm just looking at the, the full list of, of navigator pieces right now. How do you feel about adding command onto that? Okay. What's the best order of these words? I think Command Struggling Darkness Sand is probably the best order. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So we need to hit 12. We've got three in the pool. Everybody could just put in three. Yeah. Yeah. Wotha sings a higher note than the one she sang from before, and the sands that had been kicked up by her last spell splash up into the air. They're kind of wave-shaped, as if they were splashes of water, but it is just sand and gravel and dust. Yeah, Marilyn's part of the spell is the sand and dust particles kind of leave pinky black trails behind them for a little bit as they swirl around. And Tissa 
puts her staff in front of her, gestures with her left hand, and they start swirling and funnel into this creature. Terrifying. We did go dark with it. Oh, no, I used the darkness spell piece for Marilyn. That was a bad idea. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't as bad as the first time. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is absolutely true. And under the weight of all of this dark, particulate, choking matter, the creature falls to its knees? Bones? It's complicated. Just falls to the ground and collapses inward into a pile of feathers. Wait, haven't we seen feathers before? Can... Have you seen something like that before? A demon like that around here? Mm, no. <laughs> I think Marilyn's right, though. This certainly looks like work. You know what's good after some hard work? <gasps> I think we need a pint. Yeah, pub crawl! Pub crawl, pub crawl, pub crawl, pub crawl. And with that, everybody, I do believe it's memory time. That horror was very scary. I also really, really liked Tissa's spell. It's a lesser daemon. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kat, thanks for playing nice with us, like <laughs> put, putting on the kid gloves. Like the very, they, they're very elegant. They go all the way up to your elbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the things that I expressed, Kathleen saw through to how this encounter was supposed to work. Um, (laughs) If you guys had let any of those attacks in, it would have just been all downhill from there. Oh, yeah. Are all of my lesser daemons inspired by Voldo from Soul Calibur? Lately? Yeah, seems like it. Don't you like the Voldo? God. Trying. Trying. Just (laughs) trying. It's turbo time. Yeah. It's turbo time. It's turbo. Kirsten's really on a crime spree today. It's turbo time. Turbo time is a a really good time. (laughs) And then promptly forgetting the horrible, horrible thing I said, because if I don't remember it, then I don't have to deal with the horrible thing I said. You said it and then it vanished from your memory like it never happened. That's how I live such a, like, such a, a pleasant life. I just. <laughs> it's turbo. My crimes are expunged from my memory. <laughs> it leaves a taste in your mouth when you say it, listener. Turbo time. Turbo time. <laughs> so I haven't gotten to play with Marilyn before. Yeah. Unlike everyone else here. Marilyn was Nick's character from the very first heroic chord play test. Yeah, she was almost actually the character who was going to be in the show other than Cobb. But at the last second, she wasn't. Yeah. And so we get to have Cobb's arc where Cobb is mostly not present. We'll still be checking in. The The lesson Cobb is learning this time is that sometimes, look, if you have kids, you need to spend time with them and not go to work all the time and scare the shit out of them because they think you're going to get killed by a demon. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be nice to them and and do that sort of thing. We do worry sod a lot with our antics. 
I think it was after Ambassador and Pearl, and I was noticing that Sot was not having a good time with all of us going for demons and stuff. So I sent Kat a text and said, hey, I want to take an arc off so that way Cobb can just go be with Sot. Yeah. Aww. So now you get Marilyn. Now we get Marilyn. <laughs> Who, judging by her key, is a much different person than Cobb. Yeah. One of my favorite things that happened, I guess, in my memory is uh, the successful subtlety rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's not something that happens on Sword of Symphonies. Yeah, just like four successes. Like, oh, yeah. A character with a- subtlety? <laughs> what? what? Yeah, it's mysterious. And not just some subtlety. Like, subtlety is what Marilyn does. Yeah. Well, listener, it's turbo time. <laughs> It's goddamn turbo time, listener. It's goddamn turbo time. Push that nitrous button. Or nitro button? Nitro? I think it is nitrous. Anyways, you can push that button and head on over to Peach Garden (laughs) Games. Turbo time on Twitter. Turbo time on Discord. Discord link in the thing. Show notes. Find us on Twitter at Peach Garden RPGs. Find us on website at peachgardengames.com. Find us on Discord. It's in the show notes. I already said that. Listen, I'm in a bit of a fugue. I was forced to confront Turbo Time. Tur- turbo Time hits us all very hard sometimes. Some Turbo Times. If you're willing to be with us in these troubling Turbo Times, <laughs> you can also join us on the Be Gay Roll Dice Network Discord. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. Listeners. See you next time. <laughs> Love you. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network. Are you ready for Super Idols RPG? Super Idols. A rotating cast of today's hottest up-and-coming tabletop players in one all-new power-packed podcast. Super Idols. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest pop music-themed, magical girl-inspired masks campaign. Super Idols. Now you can have all your favorite nerdy roleplay in a funny, sincere, diverse, character-driven package. Super Idols. Meet soon-to-be chart-topping idols like Violence Violet, Bane Raven, Symphoria, Elementum, Queen Bee, Warcry, and Karen. Karen. Super Idols RPG, the internet's premier narrative play podcast about super-powered teen idols. Call the number on your screen now to order Super Idols RPG on CD or cassette, or stream it wherever podcasts are sold. Must be 13 years or older to listen because we do sometimes say Please do not actually try to order a CD or cassette from us. That's just part of the parody. Please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself because you deserve something nice in the mail today. And seriously, come listen to Super Idols RPG. It's pretty cool and it's a fun show and we think you'll like it. Visit superidolsrpg.castos.com for more details.